Super Talk Mississippi media production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander. We're in the First Bank Studio here in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson is in the First Bank Studio. And Laura, we're glad you're with us around the Super Talk Radio Network or wherever you may be tuned in online. Welcome to the Eagle Hour. Great show today. We're about to bring head football coach Will Hall on. Got one of the assistant basketball coaches later in the show, so we're going to cover football and basketball today. Opening segment, of course, sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, and we thank them for all of their support. We're going to have Justin Harris from Dickey's on the show tomorrow, remind you about what they can do to help you with your holiday catering. All right, let's get right to it. We've got head football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour. And, uh, Coach, first of all, thanks for your time. Oh, man, Bob, thanks for having me and uh, exciting times. Uh, you know, for Southern Miss and Southern Miss football, and we're tearing it up, man. I'm on the road right now, headed to headed to go home visit a what's hopefully a future great Golden Eagle baby. So uh, <laughs> excited to be on on here with you guys. Well, thanks so much, Coach. Look, I, we've got a lot of things to ask you about, but 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 first, I think we have to go back to the creation of this super back offense that won your last two games, and I'm curious to know. When you made that decision and how you went about telling your staff and your players about this massive change in approach that you were about to take? Yeah, so, you know, to be honest, I had thought about it, you know, several weeks before, but we just felt like being in year one of our program that we still had a lot of questions that had to be answered as far as where we were, you know, implementing our system specifically offensively things that we want to be able to do moving forward. We had a lot of questions with some new kids who were playing and young kids and wanted to continue to develop that. And uh, going down the stretch, we just felt like that we had gotten those questions answered. We had a good uh, handle on who could do what within our program and who was going to be good enough to help us win championships moving forward and who wouldn't. So it just got down to, man, how are we going to try to win some games down the stretch with a roster that's only got 62 scholarship players and uh you know it's really just a common sense approach reduce the amount of total snaps played in the game snap it to uh snap it to great talent outnumber them in the run game and get them one-on-one and throw it players like brown casting and give them a chance and, and it kind of took off um uh, you know we had a bunch of kids that have played quarterback we're actually signing two more again this year that are committed to us, that have played quarterback in high school. So it's something we'll continue to use in our offense when we need to. But we want to be a quarterback-driven program. We want to get back to the days where when you play Southern Miss, you know there's a Reggie Collier, Brett Favre, Lee Roberts, Jeff Kelly, Austin Davis-type player back there, and uh, Nick Mullins, and uh, we think we're headed in that direction. Now tell us the truth, Coach. Did you know Frank Gore Jr. could drop them dimes the way he did? Well, here's what we did know. We knew Frank had great touch on the ball. We had seen that. 
Uh, you know, we knew that he's a baller, he's a tough guy, he's a competitor. And uh, so we, we knew that there was a chance he could. Now, the situation had to arise where the defense, you know, went cover zero and gave him one-on-ones. And, you know, Frank did a great job, man. That's what the whole Superback deal did was it created one-on-ones for Brownlee and Caston. And uh, those kids were able to, to make it happen. The big thing, though, Bob, that I think everybody saw was in a really tough situation, the bedrock of our program was laid, and it was laid the right way. These kids didn't quit. They kept believing. They kept working. And they, they believe in where we're headed. They know that we're going to win and win championships here. And uh, we were able to, to really continue not just to hold it together, but to continue to improve and build this culture and represent this university the right way. And we're going into the offseason with some momentum. Uh, recruiting is going great, as it did last year. You know, y'all hired me about this time last year. We were able to string together an unbelievable class in a short amount of time. And uh, I think this class we got coming up has got a chance to be really, really special. And recruiting is how you win, right? That's Alabama, a- Clemson, Ohio State, Georgia. They win a lot of games. We'll check the recruiting standings over the last few years, and you'll see why. So uh, that's what we're trying to get to. All right, Lou, get in here with uh, Coach Will Hall. On the road recruiting and on the Eagle Hour. Coach, thanks for your time today. Not only are you recruiting players, but you got one of your buddies back on the Southern Miss staff, a guy that you almost spent a decade coaching with. Talk to us about the decision to bring in an official offensive coordinator and your relationship with Sam Gregg. Yeah, so Sam Gregg's widely regarded in the coaching community as one of the top O-line coaches in all of America at any level, you know. Uh, I mean, he spent time with, you know, there's NFL coaches that come in and talk to Sam. Sam is just a super football mind. Uh, He's had to work his way up the hard way like I have. We've been together and broken a lot of school records in a lot of places. He's a great developer of O-linemen. We've put a lot of O-linemen in the – in the league, and uh, he's a Mississippi guy that's recruited all throughout the South. Uh, what they've done at Liberty over the past three years, nobody ever thought you could do at Liberty. Uh, you know, winning 10 games last year, two straight bowl games. I think they were a top 15 offense in 2020. Uh, and, you know, man, I mean, he's just a tremendous football coach. It's a great man that happens to be a guy that, you know, I trust for my life. And, uh, when I first got the job, obviously it was talked about, and uh, it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right time for him. He had unfinished business where he was, and uh, after another year, it is the right time. And, yeah. you know, it's a great gift for Southern Miss. It's great for Sam and Mandy and his son, Britt, to be bringing them back home. And it's just another example of what I tell people. Why wouldn't you want to be at Southern Miss? Right. What is not good? Like, We've got great history and tradition. We've got great facilities. We're in a great location. We've got great players all around us. And we've got a great administration that's driving this thing forward. Getting Sam, I mean, guys, that's a recruiting get. I mean, we had to we had to recruit and get a great football coach at an established program with a lot of resources and money. And we were able to get him, and it's just going to be huge for our program moving yeah. forward. Absolutely. So, so what's your pitch to Sam Gregg, and what's your pitch to these recruits that are on the road? You know, if you had to, if you had to sum up really what you're telling everybody why they should come to Southern Miss, what is it? Well, I just went through it a lot. You know, man, we're, uh, you know, the, the the greatest indicator of what could happen in the future is what's happened in the past, and we have won 
eight conference titles. We've been to 22 bowl games. We've had 125 players drafted. We've had 17 players play in the Super Bowl. All right? So, like, it's happened here before, and it can happen again. Uh, this staff and their track record and what they've done at places with not even close to the resources of Southern Miss have won everywhere we've been. And, uh, you know, we're closest to home for a lot of great players. So there's a lot of reasons why you would come here. Now we've been here a year and we've got a lot of players that can sell these kids on how they're treated, how they're being developed, how they believe in what we're doing. And so it's a little bit of a snowball effect uh, with what you're seeing. And like I said, man, better days are ahead. We're going to be really young again next year, Luke, but we're going to be at 85 scholarships. We'll have a full deck. We will be young again, but, you know, it's uh, we're building it, building it the right way, and there's great, great days ahead. It's going to be so good in the future, Luke. Even Kelly Sanders is going to be able to find something positive to talk about, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, here he is, Coach. Here he is, Debbie Downer. Yeah, old Debbie Downer. Kelly, you know I love Kelly. You know I love you, man. I'm just kidding. No, no, you're, you're, you're right. It, and and I get that. And sometimes people will get on me. I said, look, part of our job is to, you know, we gotta gotta look at all aspects of things. But before we go into commercial break, was there ever a time this year, Coach, when you honestly said to yourself? Man, this is this is a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be, and and did you ever question yourself? Let me just say that at any point this yeah, season. Yeah, no, no, Kelly, never questioned myself. Uh, never thought it was harder than I thought. There was a time where I was like, "Good grief, Lord, did we, you did we have to get everybody hurt in the same year?" You know, I did. I did <laughs> say that because we knew going into the year, Kelly, I was on with y'all. We knew we had enough pieces to have a successful first season and get to a bowl game if we stayed healthy at a few critical spots. It just wasn't meant to be, man. We got a lot of people hurt at critical spots. We didn't have the depth to overcome it, and it is what it is. But what we could control is how we lay the foundation of the program daily, how we recruit, how we continue to grow and develop. And uh, I can tell you, man, it's uh, we're off to a great start with that. And, you know, this is not what Southern Miss fans wanted. It's not what I wanted. You know, it's what we inherited. And uh, we did the best, you know, we could with a tough situation. And it's only going to get better from here. We're talking to head football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour. Coach, we've got a very short three-minute break. Uh, We'd love to keep you on the show while you're driving, if you're good with that. I am 100% good with it. All right, back in three minutes with head football coach Will Hall on the Eagle Hour. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. Hey, welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Basketball a little later in the program. Right now we're talking to head football coach Will Hall. Before we go back to coach, I want to thank Campus Bookmark. 
and campusbookmart.net for their support of the Eagle Hour and, of course, Southern Miss football. They've got the best selection of Southern Miss apparel anywhere on the planet. They're on Hardy Street. You can also shop them online at campusbookmart.net. I want to get right back to our conversation with Coach Will Hall, who's actually traveling on the recruiting trail while visiting with us on the Eagle Hour, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, Coach, uh, obviously the big, big news this year was uh, recently that uh, this program is moving to the Sun Belt Conference. Now we're hearing rumors that that may happen sooner than we thought, that there's a possibility we could be playing football next year in the Sun Belt. Any information you can share with us about that and your thoughts overall about playing football in the Sun Belt? Well, number one, I'm really excited about playing football in the Sun Belt. I think it's going to be awesome not only for our university, but for all the surrounding universities in that league. It's going to be a, you know, a group of five SEC-type deal where everybody's close, everybody knows each other, everybody knows each other's history, and there's going to be real rivalries. And, and, and man, that's what it's all about. You know, that just generates better atmospheres and better college experience for the kids. So I'm pumped about that. You know, Bob, I – if you dialed me down right now and asked me what I thought was going to happen, I think I would think we're going to play in the Sun Belt next year. But that ain't that ain't that's, that 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 ain't enough to go down to the Beau Rivage tonight with. I can tell you that. So uh, you know, I, I you know, I mean, it's it could be either or. I can tell you, we're good with either or. Uh, but we will be in the Sun Belt at a, at a minimum in two years. But it would not shock me if it doesn't happen this upcoming year. You know, that's for that's for Jeremy and all the people above me to handle. We're prepared either way. Do you have a preference, Coach? Uh, you know, man, Bob, I'm torn. Luke knows me well enough to know that part of me uh, wouldn't mind playing CUSA and getting these suckers with a full deck of scholarships this year that got a chance to get us this year. I wouldn't mind playing them. I wouldn't mind going to that gunfight with a gun instead of a knife like I had to do this year. But uh, but part of me is ready to go ahead and get to the Sun Belt and get moving with that because it's going to be such a great deal for our university. So y'all know me well enough to know I, I do the best I can with the hand I'm dealt. So whichever one we end up with, we're going to attack it and try to start getting back to winning conference championships for this university. And the sales department, as we speak, is writing out an invoice to the Beau Rivage for that free plug that, <laughs> <laughs> that Coach right, just right, gave him. Right. Coach, going into the off season. What department of your football team do you see as the strongest personnel-wise, and what department of your football team specifically do you think is probably the weakest personnel-wise? Yeah, so, uh, Kelly, I'm going to be a little vague. Not, 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 I'm going to answer it this way. We've got really good skill players in both sides of the ball, and they're all coming back. We think we're really, really good at wide receiver, elite at the group of five level, and they're all back. Uh, and we're adding some good pieces. We think we're pretty good at running back, and we've got some kids coming in that are only going to add to that that are committed. They're all really, really young. They were all freshmen. They're going to be a year older, another year with Ancar, and uh, they're going to be even better. We think we're really good uh, at linebacker and secondary, and they're all back. You know, Eric Scott, uh, finished the year phenomenal. Brendan Tolles came on as a young corner. We got three DBs committed that are elite players that have had SEC offers. Jay Stanley and Malik Shorts and young Jay Jones and Lakevious Daniel may be the top safety uh, combination in the conference coming back. So we're really good there. The flip side of that is 
uh, we're not where we need to be in the trenches. You know, we've yeah. got to get deeper and better and bigger. And uh, that's what we're working on daily. Everybody sees that now. We got a lot of young kids that play. We only played the last the last three games of the year. We only played three seniors more than twenty snaps. That was one D lineman, an offensive tackle, and a tight end. So, you know, we were young. We're going to get bigger and stronger with what we got, but we got to get bigger and better there through recruiting. And we feel like we're addressing that as we speak. And then, last but not least, you know, we got to get back to being really good at quarterback. And uh, I said that when I got here. You know, we signed the, the top quarterback in Mississippi last year. Uh, unfortunately, he got hurt and was redshirted. He's already been back running and working out, so he'll be fully clear for spring ball. We're signing the number one quarterback in Mississippi again this year. He'll be in the Missile game this week. He'll enroll in January. So we've got, we've got two young kids that are elite recruits that we had to beat a ton of people on to get them. And then we're actively recruiting an older transfer. If we can get an older kid that's a transfer and a proven commodity, we will add him to the mix. If not, then we'll be young at quarterback, but we'll be young and talented. So uh, that's kind of an overview of, of what I think where we're at and where we're headed and what we need to do. Gee, uh, I wonder who that older quarterback <laughs> transfer could be. We'll, we'll think. We'll ponder yeah, we'll, that. We'll ponder. All right, Luke, what you got for coach? Coach, uh, after a year, because you mentioned uh, it was it was a year uh, ago this week that you were hired uh, to be the head coach at Southern Miss. Uh, a year later, um, your reflections, your just overall observations. Yeah, you know, Luke. I mean, man, it's been a whirlwind. Uh, I think we were able to generate a ton of belief and excitement back into the program through the off season. Uh, and then the season came, and it was a Debbie Downer for a lot of people. But then we ended back, you know, on a positive note. The only thing I'll say to that is is we inherited a program that was in a lot of ways broken, and everybody knows that. And if it hadn't have been, then we wouldn't, we wouldn't have gotten hired to begin with. We're program builders, I, me and this staff is. And I stand by the positivity and the uh, – you know, the, the excitement that I tried to instill in everybody because we did have enough to get this program back to a bowl game this first year and to get off to a good start if we could have stayed healthy and it didn't happen. I also stand by projecting that positivity because really what I did, Luke, and you heard me talk a lot, was talk about what we've been before and the commitment that administration's made to get it back again. And really I detailed the plan and the vision to get us back there. Well, that hasn't wavered one bit. We're just now on day 360-whatever into it instead of day 22 into it. And, uh, you know, it's never been easy to do something great in life. It's not going to be easy to build this program back to be in the group of five best program in America. But I stand by the thought we can do what Cincinnati has done this year. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to be every road and bump and turn along the way is not going to be fun and enjoyable. But we can get there together, and we're going to get there together. We just got to wake up every day and attack it with enthusiasm unknown to mankind, which we are doing. It seems as if, uh, you know, obviously your players have bought in this, but it's fun just to go on social media and see Frank and Brownlee and some of those guys just pump Southern Miss up. And, and it's just the, the right guys, the leaders on this team, bought into the staff early, and you saw that throughout this season, them sticking it out, them not quitting and, and finishing with a two-game winning streak. 
Yeah, you know, that means the world to me, Luke, because your players are why you do it, you know, uh, and, and it's really why I do it. Anybody will tell you that, you know. Uh, I mean, I love Mississippi. I love Southern Miss. I love West Point, Mississippi, where Jason Brownlee's from, you know, and I love building a program that represents what this great state's about and what this surrounding area and region's about. And it means a lot to me that my players do believe and are taken care of because ultimately that's what we're doing. Now, hey, look, it's not intramurals. We got to win, okay? And we can do all these great things with kids and develop them and mold them and all that. If we don't win, I'm going to get fired and I don't get to do that no more. So, uh, <laughs> But we're going to win, Luke. We've won everywhere we've been. We know what it takes to win. I've never done anything but win in my life. We just got to go through the proper channels to get there with no shortcuts, and that's what we're doing. All right, Coach, uh, before we let you go, we've got about a minute left. i got two quick questions. Are you feeling a little better about the Debbie Downer on our uh, announcing staff here, Kelly Sander? <laughs> you know, I love Kelly, and he keeps it real. I, I, I'm good with everything he said. The only thing I disagree with him on is when he said we beat La, a team in La Tech that had quit, and the week before they had beaten Charlotte 42-32. to 32. So besides that, I think he's been dead on with his analysis. And uh, hey, look, Kelly's right, and and a lot of people are right. Like three and nine is not good enough at Southern Miss. That's why I wanted this job, you know. And it's not going to be good enough moving forward. It's not good enough for me. But we we are building it back the right way. And uh, everybody's just got to stay on board. Southern Miss through the years, every great coach that's been here had to build it back the right way. And uh, we're doing that, too. This year reminded me of Bobby Collins' second year when they were 0-9. They won their last two, and they never looked back. It's eerily similar to that, especially when you think about the blueprint that we've created to get it back. So uh, we're excited. I'm excited to be your coach. I love Southern Miss. All right? And and, uh, better days are ahead. All right, Coach, we really appreciate your time. Real quickly, I'm going to tell you, we had Coach Ankar in the studio Monday. And uh, the great strength and conditioning coach he is, he looked at Kelly and told him there was just nothing he could do to help him. So that kind of tells you a lot right there. <laughs> I can tell you this. If y'all had Ancor in there, the juice meter got cranked up. While no he was question. There, <laughs> I, I know it stinks right now, guys, but we're going to build it back. Good Lord loves the Eagles. We're right. getting after it. Thanks, All right, Coach. coach. Thank you, Coach. And Merry yep. Christmas to you, yep. Coach. No doubt. The good Lord definitely loves the Eagles. We'll see y'all. We'll be right back on the Eagle Hour. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Great interview with head football coach Will Hall. Those first two segments of the Eagle Hour and appreciate his time as he's on the road recruiting. If you missed it, you can always go back and listen on demand. Eagle Hour podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, and always on demand at Super Talk. 
Hattiesburg.com, supertalklaurel.com, and we appreciate Coach Hall. And uh, go bring them home, Coach. Get get some studs and bring them back to Hattiesburg. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you on this Wednesday by 4th Street Bar and Grill. Fried steak, country fried steak, or chicken today with squash casserole, black-eyed peas, and cornbread. Always great food. 4th Street, proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. Not only is it Will Hull Wednesday, it's a Southern Miss Basketball Wednesday every single Wednesday. We have uh, someone from the basketball program coming on the show, and happy to have assistant coach Anthony Winchester on the show with us today. Coach, thanks for your time. Yes, sir. I appreciate you guys having me. I think I'm going to have to go grab me some of that country fried steak after I get off here, though. <laughs> you And you can just jog back to Reed Green and burn off a little bit. It's close enough uh, to work yep. for uh, – for sure. All right, no Coach, um, three disappointing uh, last three games. So just just kind of disappointing, disappointing on the offensive uh, end. And then we get the news with, with Tay Hardy with a, with a torn labrum out for the year. Just tough. I, I guess first and foremost, as we move forward, you got to acknowledge that. It's, all, it's, it's just so tough to lose a, a leader and a player like Tay Hardy. Absolutely. It has been a couple of tough weeks for us. You know, we uh, – Kind of at first, we thought with Tay, like it wasn't going to be that long. But I, I guess after the initial prognosis, it came back and like he's going to have to have some surgery, it looks like. So, you know, that is a tough, going to be tough for us. But like everybody just has to move on, you know. And like, you know, we have to have the mentality of the next guy up. And I think that's like obviously in these, like in the past couple practices that we've had this week, that's, you know, what we've been preaching. And like, you know, we're going to have to have some guys who have to step up and, like it's just um, it's just going to kind of have to happen in practice at first, but like you just got to be an everyday dude, and that's what like you know we've been preaching in practice, and hopefully that can it can happen over some time. It ain't going to happen immediately. Like it's a it's a process, just like anything else. But like I like like the past couple of days in practice, I have liked our approach, and I think we've gotten better. So you're you're looking at guys like Pierre and and Mo Arnold, uh, of course Waylon Napper at, at the point, but. But guys uh, have the opportunity to step up, and and uh, I mean, where are, are those the guys that, that are in the mix that are going to step up and, and take Tay's place? I think so. You know, like obviously, so those guys are going to have to carry the load a bit, like in the scoring part. But I think we're going to have to look at a guy like you know Jeff Armstrong. I think he's just going to have to give us some minutes. He's going to have to come off the bench. He's going to have to give us some good minutes to give those guys a rest. And if you think about Jeff, like. You look at him on paper, this is really his uh, third year here. So, like, he does it every day in practice. He brings it. I think if he has that opportunity, he's going to get in there. He's going to play hard. And I think he's a guy who can give us some – he can give us some um, – he can give us some really good minutes. Coach Winchester, this is Kelly Sander. Uh, the last game in particular, and, and you guys have been victimized by this a couple of times uh, during the season where you've just gone absolutely ice cold uh, from the floor. I think you guys got outscored 17-1 to 1 in the last eight minutes of the game you know, the other night, and there have been other instances. How does something like that happen, and how do you fix it? Is there a fix? Well, I think it just comes down to execution, you know, and we have to put our guys in the right position to succeed, and that's what we've been working on. Like in practice, if you're going to run a set, like you have to run it with speed, you have to cut hard, you have to screen, all those little things we've been preaching and preaching and preaching. And I think the past, you know, the past few days in practice, we've we've kind of really put an emphasis on that, and like it just comes down to execution. Like, like you know, guys have to do their job, and if, and if you do your job and if you cut hard and and if you screen and it's, um, if you do all those things, then 
hopefully good things should happen. If you get a good look and it just don't go in, you have to keep your head up and you have to have confidence. You have to you have to know that going forward, the next time that like you get that same look, you're going to knock it down. And so, and you talked about keeping your head up, and I want to talk to you, the, the fan base a little bit. If you if you have some fans that are kind of hanging their heads, saying we're not, and I'm and I'm really not trying to be you know real Debbie Downer here, but we're, right. we're getting beat by twenty and thirty points. I mean, how do you how do you what's your message to the fan base who wants their team to compete, to be in there and not necessarily win every game they play, but you know compete, be in there close. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree on that. And it's been tough for us, too, obviously, as coaches and as players. You know, we're coming every day and we're just trying to get better. You know, the season is it's a process and it's a it's a long year, you know, obviously. So we didn't go into that game looking to get beat that bad, you know, but we did. After that, so we had to regroup. And, you know, all that we can do is we can bring it every day. Hopefully the next time that we go out, the better product on the court. And that's what it's like as coaches. We've been preaching that. You have to be an everyday dude. If you show up and you compete every day and you play hard and you cut hard and screen hard, you do all those little things, it's going to add up in time. So that's kind of where we are at right now. Like, you know, like obviously our players, like it is, it is tough if you go out and you lose a couple games. Your confidence is going to be low. So, like, you know, we've just, like, we've been trying to help them every day and get their confidence up a little bit, but, like, for us as coaches and, and as players, we just have to compete. We just have to go out every day and compete, and that's all you can do. And Coach Ladner talked on the show a couple of weeks ago about trying to find the right, the right mix, the right five, the, where the chemistry you know, seems to gel. How close are you guys to zeroing in on, on that group as you get closer to the, your Conference USA slate? You know, like we talked earlier, like about Tay, you know, obviously with him going down, that kind of – that kind of kind of jumbles things up a little bit, and I think that if you if you look at our practices right now, you know everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance, and that's kind of what we're. If you look at this week, it's finals week, and we got a lot of time to practice. You know, so that's what we've been kind of working on this week, and you know we're going to see who steps up, and we're going to see who competes every day, and that's just kind of what we're looking at right now, and hopefully we can find that five. All right, yeah. coach. Talk about your game uh, coming up this weekend, and uh, what's ahead between now and the holidays for you guys. Yeah, it's going to be a tough game Saturday. Um, you know, obviously, so they're like an NAI opponent. I think they're like, you know, 10-1, and one, and they're ranked at the top of the NAI pose. They're 1-2. You know, they got a good team, like, earlier in the year, so they beat UNO. I think it was at, I think it was at like, UNO, too. So it's going to be a tough game, you know. And then, obviously, we come back with Jacksonville, who's a good team, too. They got a new coach, but – they play hard and they do some good things in the half court. And then we go on the road at Monroe and, and we got East Carolina, um, you know, going in the break. So it don't get any easier for us. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to be a laid back <laughs> holiday, is it, coach? It is not. It is not. Hopefully we can go into Christmas break. You know, we'll have a few days there. Hopefully we can go in, like, hopefully we can go into that break with some confidence and come back. And, and then once we get back, obviously. And obviously, so we're right into conference play. It's a battle of the Ladner boys this Saturday. Coach, sure Lad- Coach Ladner against his son, who plays for for Loyola. I wonder what what's the bet for the game, for the game this weekend. <laughs> That's a good question. You know, I wasn't here last year, so whenever they play them, but you talking with the other coaches, he was going at Luke on plays every time. Is what I heard. So it'll be fun to see that. It's, 
It's also Coach's birthday today, so I want to give Coach Ladd a shout out. I think he's up there about sixty-five or so. I can't remember how old he is now, but <laughs> yeah, I think well, he's getting up there. Well, Coach, uh, last question for me. I, I guess it would be a huge stretch to ask you if there's any possibility you guys could find a COVID year for Spoon and bring him back for one more season. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. It'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> the only problem down there in the post, I think that would help. Yeah, the only problem is, is uh, he'd get a three-second violation being out, even standing outside the lane. He'd be <laughs> so bad. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, coach, we appreciate your we time. We can keep him down on the defensive end in the paint, but he wouldn't get back on defense. <laughs> yeah, hey, can he still dunk, coach? Can you? Can you relieve? <laughs> that's, that's a that's a good question. I don't know about that one. <laughs> he can do anything he wants to do. Anything, I'm, anytime <laughs> he wants to. Exactly right. Hey, coach, thanks very much. Uh, best of luck to you guys this weekend. We appreciate okay. y'all coming on our show every week, and uh, we're we're pulling for you, and hope that uh, hope things turn out good between now and Christmas. All right, I appreciate you guys. Anytime you need me on, just let me know. All right, Coach Anthony Winchester from the men's basketball program. Pretty tough four games coming up, Santa. Yeah, and then and it, and look, they and now with this blow that they've been dealt with, Tay Hardy going down, and they've got to reshuffle this deck now because Conference USA starts before actually. Normally, it was whatever conference you're playing in, your conference games would start about the sixth or seventh of January. Not so now. I mean, conference games are starting in December. So <sighs> now we just whole- need to r- remind people it's been rough. The last three games have been rough. We get that. Um, or the last two games have been rough, but they were on a, they were on a three game winning streak before they lost these last three. The Montana game they they could very much have pulled that one out. It just has been the last two games have been abysmal offensively. Yeah, um, but you get and, and all five of the last five games have been on the road too. So you get two back to back homes uh, at home home games December eleventh this Saturday at two p.m. against Loyola of New Orleans, and then Tuesday Jacksonville, a team that we opened up the season with last year down in Jacksonville. Mo Arnold gets a chance to go against his old team. That's at seven p.m. next Tuesday. And and people say when they look at the Southern Miss schedule, they go, "Gosh, there's a lot of road games there." Well, you know how you get more home games, Southern Miss Buy fans. Tickets. Buy tickets and show up at home games, and then you'll get more home games. A lot of hubbub about the baseball program. We'll be talking baseball tomorrow with Jody Lott. Patrick McGee joins us tomorrow. We're going to talk some NFL football. And Justin Harris, I'm going to talk about Kelly's favorite thing, the soft serve ice cream and cream spinach at Dickie's. Oh. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by D-Bat and D-1 Training. Catherine Maloney joined us yesterday on the show. they got a Christmas camp coming up December 20th through the 22nd. D-BatHattiesburg.com. You can go uh, for Christmas gifts by... Uh, lessons by instruction uh, and uh, just check with them at, at dbathattiesburg.com or dbat and d1 training on hardy street in hattiesburg southern miss signing day a, a live event coming up on wednesday december 15th one week from today at the touchdown terrace 11 30 a.m to 1 p.m you can also view it on espn3 so pretty cool guys while uh 
While they finish up, we'll go on air that day to report next Wednesday all these great players that Coach Hall and his staff are, are bringing in. All right, um, we were joking earlier with, with Coach Hall. Of course, he can't speak to any uh, any names or, or, or identify players. But, but Kelly, you kind of uh, you kind of la- chuckled a little bit when he said that we were going after an experienced uh, transfer, um, you know, and, and speaking very generically, but we all seem to, to – uh, at least say first and foremost that would be former LSU quarterback Miles Brennan, who of course went to uh, school at St. Stanislaus. Kind of uh, the the next chapter of what's going on with that today. Uh, Miles Brennan was in Hattiesburg. He was on campus yesterday, uh, but in the last 24 hours, it seems as if Indiana is taking interest in him. Nebraska has taken interest in him, and Pittsburgh has uh, taken interest in in him. And uh, Kelly and Bob, I mean, you know, when when Power Five schools come in. Uh, you know, you, I, I guess sometimes that you think your, your chances may be reduced. But in this case, there is a lot of reasons why, um, a guy like Miles Brennan would finish his career at Southern Miss. And, and if he signs at Southern Miss, that would be a really big get, you know, for Will Hall and his staff. But, but what you just said, Luke, you want to go, if you've got one year of eligibility left, right, you want to go somewhere where you can make an immediate impact. Southern Miss checks that box. You want to go to where you can compete and, and win that job, even though you're a quote-unquote outsider. Southern Miss checks that spot. You want to play in a league where you maybe can put up some numbers. And if you're playing in the Big Ten, you know, where Indiana is, you're playing you know, in, in Pitt's league, or Nebraska's in the Big Ten, those are running leagues primarily. You're not going to put up a bunch of big numbers. You're playing in the cold. Your folks can't go and, and see you play. I mean, this should be the showcase year. For Miles Brennan, there should be no reason why he doesn't come to Southern Miss, and I'm projecting that when signing day comes around, he will say that he's coming to Southern and Miss. And let us not forget that Coach Hall also told us we're going to sign the number one quarterback recruit in the state again this year. So uh, can't have too many good quarterbacks. That's the uh, Hernando quarterback. He's going to be good. And then, of course, you got Hubbard from Ocean Springs who uh, has already committed to baseball. We've offered him in football. He will be next year, so he will be a – uh, a December class of 2022 or a spring class of 2023. You can never have too much depth at the quarterback position. I, I found uh, I, I just love listening to Will Hall, um, and his energy is contagious. And you know some of the things that he said um, sp- specifically is uh, you know we're going to go after players where the Southern Miss isn't you know their only option or the last option. They're they're going to battle. He used that word multiple times. And so the way that we've seen him, you know, on the field is the way they're uh, approaching recruiting off the field. And that really did me good to hear that. All right. Before we run out of time, I want to remind everybody about the Super Talk toy drive that's underway. We are doing this in conjunction with Spartan Mosquito Company, Keith Co. Superstores, uh, the First Bank, uh, located, uh, I'm sorry, the Citizens, the Citizens Bank. On Highway 98, and uh, we really appreciate it. And, of course, Corner Market Food Stores. We really appreciate all of our sponsors. We've got drop-off boxes at every corner market in uh, Hattiesburg, at the Citizens Bank on Highway 98 West, at Mississippi Made and More behind Nukes on Hardy Street, what's effectively still Hardy Street. It's right right there by DBAT, as a matter right, of fact. Right around three the great locations in downtown Purvis. So there are plenty of ways for you to uh, to bring toys and donate them. All the toys go to the, the, the wonderful kids at Homes of Hope uh, in uh, Purvis, which is an incredible, incredible Christian-based home for children that have no other home to go to. 
and uh, we will all make sure that they have a great, uh, great Christmas. We will be at Corner Market on at Midtown a week from Friday, along with Gerard Gibbard and the Midday Show, and uh, culminate our toy drive there. So you still have about 10 days. Please, if you're in Purvis, drop by one of our drop-off locations there at the Corner Markets here in Hattiesburg, at the Citizens Bank on Highway 98, and at Mississippi Made and more, and uh, drop off a toy. We, we can't ask you enough to do that. And between Coach Lance Ankar and Will Hall being on the show today, I think you could also probably donate some coffee because there's a lot of energy and caffeine. What did he, what did he say? He said if you had Ankar on, the juice meter would have gone up. Yeah. Did he say that? Yeah, that's exactly right. But he did look at you, Kelly, and say there's just some things – he can't handle. No, that's right. And I appreciate Coach uh, Hall being forthright when he said he disagreed with me on that La Tech had given up. It was just my observation, um, and it doesn't discredit Southern Miss in any way, but you saw what happened in the aftermath of all you of that. tell them. Kelly Santer, he needs to quit killing all my momentum. Yeah. You tell that Kelly Santer, I'm, I'm working hard. We're building it back right. Good Lord loves the Eagles. I know it stinks right now, but, but gentlemen, we're going to get it right. Kelly, did I mention what two teams haven't lost a game in the NFL since October? That'll do it for today's program. We'll join you tomorrow for another installment of the Eagle Hour. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.